So today on uh, the Do Divorce Right podcast, I'm very excited to be talking to the author of Welcome to D-Town, a guide to divorce for the kind of young and still kind of hot. Beverly, I love that title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have a bit of fun. You know, if you're going to D-Town, you may as well just acknowledge that you're still young and hot. Exactly. I love that. Still kind of young and still kind of hot. (laughs) Yeah. But context, how old were you at the time that you wrote the book? Um, I was 39. Yes. And it kind of poured out of me really quickly. It kind of kind of came about because people kept saying silly things to me that they obviously didn't mean to be, you know, um, insensitive, but I felt like, gosh, nobody knows what to say to you when you're getting a divorce. (laughs) Give me some examples. What stupid things are people telling you at this point? Like you're 39, you're still kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, their opinions on your ex, you know, um, like, oh, I never liked him anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, that would have been great to know, you know, pre-marrying him. Exactly. Before going down the aisle, before planning yeah. the expensive yeah. wedding and spending yeah. a decade together. Yeah. Um, so you never oh, liked just, him, but you came on those holidays with us. Yeah. So good to know. Yeah. And I think that, like, the platitudes, you know, I mean, I know they exist for a reason because, you know, they that people want to be able to say something, but the, there's plenty oh, more there's fish plenty in the more sea. Fish in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I kind of had my heart set on that fish, but anyway. That was the fish I attached myself to. So can I grieve that one first before I swim in with the others? I've I've read your book and I loved it. I've laughed out loud. I've I've really, really enjoyed it. There were some couple of things in there I didn't necessarily agree with. We don't need to get too controversial, but I Mm -hmm. was really keen to hear. If you've written this book and now, okay, Mm. First of all, one of my key takeaways that I loved the most about it was that you remained optimistic through the whole thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. There was this this beautiful um, thread of this is what I'm going through now, but it's not yeah. going to be like this forever. Yeah. And I love love and I'm sure I'm going to find someone yeah. eventually, but this is what Absolutely. I have to go through, right? And yeah. this is what you're going through and this is what those stages look like. Yeah. yeah. I love that there's optimism in there and we'll, mm. we'll talk about that a little bit more, I think. Um yeah. But I wondered if there was anything in here that reflection has made you think I would have liked to have done something differently or I wouldn't mm-hmm. pass on those recommendations anymore. I don't know when was the last time you picked it up and had a read. Um, I read it on the weekend. Oh, you did? <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, quick read. Um, not really because it's like I think that books when you write them are over time, you know, like yeah. so that. So the information that's in there for people is relevant and was relevant like at the time I was going through it. I mean, obviously from, you know, that long ago to now, like dating online and stuff has changed considerably, you know, so I that was really kind of becoming popular when I was first divorced and I ended up meeting someone the old-fashioned way anyway, you know. Did so, you? What's the old-fashioned yeah. way? I wouldn't even know what that is anymore. Oh, as in introduced, introduced by a friend. Oh, so, that's so yeah, good. yeah. So, um, but, you know, there's a lot of things you could update, I think, but. Um, I thought your online stuff was spot on. I thought it was really good. smart about, you know, I, I love that you said in one of the points, like, you've got to show your body, but not too much of your body. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think with online dating, it's what I learned from about that. And I didn't do it that much, but um, 
you've got to talk to your younger friends about that because they know all the tips and tricks that you might not know. And and your gay best friend. Yeah, and gay, they are like so they are to be treasured during a divorce and any other time. But also, yeah, they're they're just full of um they're in that world all the time, you know. That's so, so true. Yeah, That's I think really like, smart. Take advice from those people because they're that you know, anyone that does that all the time will have the kind of right tips and tricks for you. So no yeah, depending on what platform you're using, there's heaps more now, obviously. True, that's true. Um in the corporate world, we would call that reverse mentorship. Yes. Right? You might be the leader of the organization. Yeah, but absolutely. speak to younger people, get some mentorship from them. Yeah. Let, like, let, let them guide you through and tell you, you what can, to do. Whether it's online dating or in the corporate world, like you could always learn something from different generations, I think. Definitely. So. Diverse ways of thinking. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't find that. I thought that was really smart, the advice that you had on the online dating. And again, about. Um, having that optimism all the way through, mm. which is like the yeah. different kind of guys you might meet and yeah. it may or may not be for you. Um, there was a lot more in the early stages of like just yeah. the heartbreak piece. Mm. And you know, this has been yeah. a long time ago for me. And in fact, yeah. a lot of the women I speak to um, have either, I'm just trying to think. So my clients are not, thinking about heartbreak when I'm working with them mm-hmm. because they're thinking about the practicalities of yeah. how do I just get through this bit? So yeah. it was interesting to me that there was, um, yeah, you know, it was it was a, a beautiful way that you've articulated like I'm in this horrible place. Mm. Let me um, give the names of the chapters because sure. I think that might help our listeners understand what I'm talking about, this journey. Yeah. Sure. Stage one, how did this happen? I can't do this. I don't want to. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that beginning oh, piece? Yeah, How, that's the, the the shock and the, you know, the like, I mean, you can kind of circle around a, a breakup in a marriage for a while and I did for about a year before I actually walked out the door. Yeah. Um, it's like it's, it's, I think the thing that people misunderstand about getting a divorce is it's so hard to leave no matter what's happened in your marriage. It's you admitting to yourself that that hasn't worked out and that comes with a whole lot of like shame and failure sometimes, you Definitely. know, and um, people who haven't walked that path don't really understand that. Um, and I think that's just about the the shock and the like, oh, you know, that that kind of you look in the mirror at yourself and you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Is this where we ended up? Is this yeah, yeah. where we got to? And you just feel you feel bereft because it's a grief. You're letting go of like 100%. you're letting go of something that you hoped would would last a lifetime or or work out differently, you know. So For sure. I think that's the bit where you start you maybe start telling a few people, just your kind of really close circle. And even I remember for me the first time I told someone, like I burst into tears, you know. Like, I mean, I'm an emotional person, but it's um I think that saying it out loud you know the reality of that makes it real that's right absolutely and once you've said it it's kind of no going back from there you know you've got to you've you've committed to this is what's happening and you're letting people know even though people probably had their suspicions for a while you're confirming it you know that's right and it was your choice to end the marriage yeah it was yeah so and that's what I think is really interesting people underestimate that shock Mm -hmm. and that grief even when it was your own choice 
Absolutely. Like, oh, I thought yeah. this would feel good. I yeah. thought, you know, I've just spent mm. the last year or two building yeah. up to making this decision. I've made the yeah. decision. I'm going to say it out loud. It's supposed to feel great. And it really yeah. does. Yeah. And I think there's also, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day who's recently left her marriage and we were talking about how women very much grieve before they leave. And by the time we've said the words, I want a divorce, we've done a lot of the sorting through of things in our heads and like, how's this going to work for me? How's it going to be? How am I going to feel? And for men, a lot a lot of the time it's a shock because we've been doing this for maybe a year or more and they're like, That's what? Right. what? <laughs> what you know, how am I supposed to function now? What does that look right. like? Yeah, I haven't yeah, thought yeah. about it. Yeah, so I think there's very different ways of of grieving. And like, I also think that um, divorce is such a personal thing. Like there are divorces in the world that are amicable and people just come to the end of a, of a time with someone. And it's just, that's, that's, they're, they're both happy with walking away from it. There are divorces that have huge heartbreak as part of them. And then there are divorces that blindside you. And, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's different for everyone, depending on your situation. It is different for everybody, but I think like you said in this, just in this first chapter and in this conversation, Mm. the shock of how hard it is to admit and that grief is unavoidable. Yeah. Even if it was your choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a really hard phase. Um, Yeah. But I think the thing, you know, like you say about the optimism through the book, I mean, that's how I am as a person anyway. It's like things will get better. Like this sucks. (laughs) But it will get better, you know. So I don't know. And I think that's it. You just always have to look for the light, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Agreed. I think um, one of you you just kind of touched on it now and I'd I'd put uh, an explanation to it. One of the reasons it's so hard to say out loud, you know, I'm having a divorce. It's not because we don't want it because in many cases we've decided Mm -hmm. we do. We've gotten to that point. But it's because of all of the stories we've carried with us that are other people's that are either societal, parental, you know, the community, these expectations of, but you even stood at the end of an aisle and you said until you die, (laughs) like you're not dead. It wasn't until probably three or four years I was post-divorce I think that I and I know you spoke about this on a podcast of yours recently about what you make those stories mean about yourself like you know a lot of people for for a lot of people so in in my family everyone's married there's a lot of long-term marriages you know mum and dad are coming up to 55 years together you know and and that takes a lot of work and commitment you know and they'll tell you that for free but it you know I I was at the time the only one who was getting a divorce and I felt this massive kind of like, oh, my God, oh, no. Like it was, there was a lot of like, I'm, yeah, I've, I've fucked this up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm the only one could fuck it up because everybody yeah. around me is really good at it. Absolutely. And I think, um, you you know, you, you can make really not just about divorce but whatever it is that you're carrying and a lot of those t- the times those expectations aren't yours like you say like they're f- they're from your family or they're from you know I don't know what you think you should be doing at a certain age in society and I think it's only now that like women are probably coming to that point where they're like well I, do I should I get married again? Like, do I have to, you know? Do, or like, yeah, do I care for that? Do I do need I, that? Do I, care, do I want to get married at all? And I feel like younger women especially have, like, it was just kind of expected, you know, you would grow up, get married, you know, that was what you did. Like, but yeah. there's 
so many other ways to do that. You know, you can have a long-term relationship and not get married or whatever exactly. it is that works for you, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, do you mind if I just share the summaries of what you think it will look like and what it does look like? Sure. Okay, so stage one, which we were just talking about now, how did this happen? I can't do this. I don't want to. How you'll want it to look. Before you leave your marriage, you might be under the false impression that by the time you move out, or he, she does, you'll be well on your way to over it. Unfortunately, that's not usually the case. Women do grieve before they leave more than men, but it's still incredibly hard and grief will catch you at weird moments you don't expect. Just roll with it and be as kind to yourself as you possibly can. That's how we think it'll look, how it really looks. Mm-hmm. you crying a lot there won't be enough <laughs> tissues in the world for you at this stage but yeah. better out than in you're grieving the best thing you can do is let yourself yeah I love that yeah absolutely and it is a grief that's the thing you know like it, it is you it's the end of something end it is. Of, yeah yeah so I think that's the that's the thing I always tell people if they share with me that they're getting a divorce I was like just just one foot in front of the other until yeah. you work it all out you don't have to you know you don't have to work it all out in a day whether it's co-parenting or heartbreak or all of that you know like you do, there's so much to work through you know there absolutely is you mentioned at one point that um somebody had told you very early on that a divorce takes about two years to get through and you were horrified yeah. Yeah. and that's something that i try to manage people's expectations you think yeah. it's going to be three months it's going yeah. to be three years yeah yeah it's yeah. a long process Absolutely. yeah it is but yeah. it's worth it you know you can Absolutely. build a beautiful life afterwards it's yeah. it's so much worth going through and you yeah. build yourself stronger and bigger and better yeah. than before well and I, and I think as well like you know what's like I I often think about um a girlfriend of mine said to me, you know, really early on in the stages of my divorce, she was like, this this is a defining moment, so how are you going to let it define you? And I thought, uh, no, this is not, this is not yeah. going to define me, you know, and it was kind of, yeah, like, and I, I also think that you just, you have to, you just have to give yourself time to work through it. There's so many emotions. It's like a, it's like a, you know, a boat on a storm. Like it's just. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you navigate it how, however best you can, like for you at any given time. And you're, you're not always going to be your best self. Nobody is, you know, so you've got to right. just give yourself a bit of grace. I think. You just mentioned that you, you, not always the best version of yourself. And I had written down a question to ask you, which was, yeah. is there anything that you did that you would regret or that you do regret? Um, I don't think so. I Until I wrote the book, I very much kept it off social media and things. Like right. I, I, um, you know, my inner circle knew and they were there to support me, but that was it. Um. I, and I think that would be my tip to people. Just, just you, you've got big emotions. Don't go posting on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and then that's there forever. <laughs> no, exactly. Keep it, yeah. keep it down. Keep it in. Keep it small in your friendship yeah. circle. Um, regrets? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, anyway, there were times when I drank too much. Sure. <laughs> But that's but you um, didn't do anything bad because you drank too much. That didn't no, lead to Oh look, I mean I think the the hookups and the you know getting over people, you know, getting over someone, that's all part of it. So there's nothing that I really regret, you know. And even 
even when I did the book, I, you know, I kept a lot of private stuff out of it because it's just, it's just for me and him to know those things. It's not yeah, for the wider audience, you know. So, yeah, not not really, not not big regrets anyway. Just you know, maybe in the moment, but not not now. Yeah, not gonna, not that's gonna, yeah. so good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, I'm also just on that point about you know, there's stuff that's between the two of you. The book yeah. isn't really about you and your divorce, is it? It's mm-hmm. and that's I've really enjoyed it. It was it was yeah. so applicable. You'd be like, okay, yeah. and then this happens, and yeah. You- go out and you need some space and then this yeah. happens and this yeah. is how you feel about it. It wasn't yeah. he did this and then I did that. It was definitely isn't about your yeah. No, and because I think, like I said before, every divorce is so personal and delving into that in a book just didn't feel right. It's, ugly. You know, it's, it's a bit Agreed. icky and it's just between us, you know. So, I, you know, at, at one point um, we were married and I always wanted to respect that you know in in terms of just not sharing dirty laundry you know yeah, I think yeah a good way to approach any divorce or any breakup if you can you know so 100% I also you your friend asked you or mentioned that your divorce is a defining moment I love mm-hmm. that you defined yourself as an author yeah 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 had yeah. you written anything before was this your well, first I'm a journalist, so like, well, you know, used to be a journalist, so I write. I've always written, um, yeah. but I um, no, this was the first book, and um, it kind of really poured out of me so quickly. Um, so it was uh, like I'm writing another book at the moment, so very like a fiction, not a not a. Oh, not amazing! A so um, it kind of started a journey for me, and also my friend who helped me self-publish the book. She's also made a business out of that, so it's kind Fabulous. of. Yeah, it's kind of amazing what what came from it. So we, it kind of felt like that quote that's in the book of um, from uh, I think it's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, so take your broken heart and make it into art. You know that was yes. so so applicable to what I decided to do with it. So it's just turning a negative into a positive. You know. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've done a beautiful job of that. Um, stage two, I can totally get over this. We can move forward. We'll be fine. Yes. Hashtag denial. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think that's that's you know, you've made a massive decision and you walk away from a marriage and then everyone gives you your opinion their opinions on what you've done. And it starts to breed those little seeds of doubt, of course, mm-hmm. because especially like for me, I, I walked away and we didn't have kids. So that's a whole different kettle of fish when someone walks away with kids, but it's still really hard to leave someone even without kids, you know. Absolutely. So um, I think that, yeah, like you you, you question yourself. There would be, you know, I think probably for the first six months and especially if you're the one who's made the decision and your partner mm-hmm. or hus- ex-husband doesn't want that, then they're going to come back to you and kind of go, can't we try again? Can-? And you've got to you've really got to have a strong resolve to go, no, this is the, you know, because for me, like I hate seeing anyone upset, you know, so of course it tugs on the heartstrings, you know, and if there's kids involved, that's another level of, you know. Horrendousness, yeah. Yeah, really hard. So, And as humans we have a negativity bias, right? So you could hear five people say to you, I never liked him, this is the best decision you've ever made, all of the things that maybe you want to hear or or don't, but like, positive yeah. affirmations that you've made the right decision 
One person needs to say to you, you fucked the rest of your life, you're going to lose everything, what's wrong with you? And that's the thing that will circle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You ruminate on other people's opinions. But I knew for me like there was a little voice in the back of my head that kind of kept saying to me, keep going. Like if you stay with him, this is the best version of yourself that you will ever be. And I just the version of me that I was with him wasn't the version of me that I am now. And I like this version so much more, you know. Yeah. So so I, I think if, it, if it's right for you, there will be something that just just a little voice that spurs you on. And it's also, you know, I think women have great intuition normally anyway. And it's you've got to find time when you're going through something emotional and your your emotions are all over the shop. And you've literally got to try and tune into that little voice, that intuition and kind of go right that's what everyone else thinks. But what what do I think? What's right for yeah. me? You know, yeah. that's really tough. It's really hard to do, you know. It is really hard to do. You've mm. got some beautiful advice in here about looking after yourself and making sure you exercise yes. and ideally yes. meditate, create some space. And yeah. now that to me felt a little bit in conflict with mm. the wine piece. So that's <laughs> the only area I think where I would disagree with you, which was I, yeah. I try to tell my clients to... Mm not self-soothe with alcohol only because when you're going through such a difficult time your emotional resilience is a bit all over the shop and we might give in to the inflammatory text message or the shouting in the street or the whatever I'm like let's not allow that let's let's like dial that bit down (laughs) at the time I was working in a corporate job there was a lot of wine involved so it was kind of you know like it was um yeah it was just part of life back then you know so yeah um there was yeah it was Oh, look, I think, um, you know, if you have, like, I think enjoying a drink when you're feeling terrible can sometimes take the edge off as long as you don't go too far. Like, you don't want to be sending those texts and receiving those texts and, you know, that's, uh, like, I managed to avoid that. Um, yeah, but, so please. You know, I think, um, uh, yeah, like, it, it depends, you know, every divorce is different. So Absolutely. You know. And we are all different, right? Our, our yeah. ability to self manage and I think it's about knowing what are self-soothing behaviors and yes Mm. a gin and tonic on the terrace may very well be a self-soothing behavior um and making sure that there's meditation and exercise and I love all this all through your book too is the importance of having good friends and I want to ask you a little bit more about that but um you know all of those can be self-soothing behaviors but it's really important that we we yeah. recognize we're in a tumultuous environment. So if there's any point where any of this isn't a self-soothing yeah. behavior anymore, like yeah. eating restrictions or exercising yeah. too much or drinking too much, oh, then yeah, got to calm all of that down. Absolutely. Yeah, being yeah, self-aware yeah. is so important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And friends as well. Friends are so important. Yeah, so let's talk about friends. So I yeah. have sometimes have discussions with my clients, which is to say mm. your, your friends will be like, you know, we kind of need three circles of yeah. of people around us, and your inner friends you've got to be really careful with, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes they'll tell you what they think you want to hear, but not necessarily yeah. what you need to hear. Yes. Now, yeah. was that the experience that you talk about in your yeah. book and the way you talk about using friends and and having yeah. access to all of them is so positive? Did yeah. you have any experiences where you thought, oh, she's not the person to be around at the moment, he or she, or I think depending on what mood I was in, you know, I would reach out for advice and help or not. You know, yeah. I, I 
when I when I got divorced, I lived by myself for the first time. And I actually really enjoyed that because it was my sanctuary. And when I didn't yeah. want to talk to anyone, which was quite often, and I'm I'm very social, but I found I just wanted to like lick my wounds and process it all, you know, and watch, you know, watch Netflix and just tune the world out, you know. Um, I think that probably all of my friends at some point said something I didn't agree with. <laughs> No doubt, you know, but they're also, you know, you've got to, you've got to kind of keep in mind that first of all, they're coming at it from a place of love as in you're hurting and they love you and they don't want to see you hurting. But second of all, they're coming at it from their own experiences. So you Mm -hmm. have to take it with a grain of salt. And that's kind of everyone from your family through to your besties, you know, through to your other friends. So I think, I don't know, I think you have to it's it's that tuning into intuition piece again where you just have to go, okay, that's her opinion and maybe that's because of this that she's been yeah. through. You know, I know that for me this is right, you know. So you just you just have to find your way through it all, you know. It, it really, there's a lot of opinions that will come at you, a lot of comments, you know. So you just you just have to sometimes tune it out, I think. Yeah, you know? there is. So, yeah, there is. Oh, good. All right. Um, let me go on to another. I've bookmarked so much of it. It's like okay. our conversations <laughs> going a little bit all over. I'm not sure which ones to pull up. Um, oh, there's quite a bit about dating again. And I love this where you're going on to like stage four and five. Stage yeah. five is he likes me. We're dating. dating. It's totally a thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Which very quickly goes into yeah. stage it's, six. Yeah. Goes six yeah. time with an X. Yeah. Um, so I love this whole idea of, you know, getting back on the saddle. Mm, yes, absolutely. <laughs> getting, getting back into feeling great about yourself and, yeah. Yeah. and you know, having sex again and mm-hmm. respecting yourself through that. So I think there's yeah. some really nice advice in here about yeah. it's inevitable You're, it's of and course. it's quite okay. You are still hot. So yeah. That's allow right. yourself yeah, yeah. um yeah. but I, I think when you when you first start on the journey you think oh my god I'll never be with anyone ever again absolutely everybody thinks that how is that how is yeah. that the case yeah you do <laughs> and um and then you know you get to kind of stage you know four or five and you're like oh hang on a minute and you've usually you've Stop usually been here probably probably, you've had a bit of a metamorphosis you know you've been on the detail diet you've probably lost a bit of weight you you know you good and you feel and you're starting to feel better because it really is just about time like any like any grief you know like you would you go through the motions and all of a sudden you know you catch some dude's eye at a bar and you know (laughs) There's nothing stopping you anymore. There's no reason why you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a, a, such a fun, terrifying and exciting time. It is, it? yeah. And you've got to embrace that. And I found that, you know, when I started dating again, I, you know, since I've been through my divorce, a lot of a lot of other friends have gone through a breakup or a separation or whatever, but I was probably the first one in my group and um, when I first started dating again, you know, my girlfriends just couldn't wait to, what happened with that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, oh, <laughs> you're dating vicariously through me, aren't you? you know? It's so good for the stories. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I had a lot of fun too. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. and I, that's the thing, like you will get back to that. You know, it doesn't feel like it in stage one, but you will get back to that point. You will, you know. For sure. You've just got to keep believing that you're worthy of 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 that. You know, you're worthy of, of meeting someone special, but also just have some fun. Like I think yeah. people, some people come out of it and they're like they're looking for a, a serious relationship straight away and it's like, no, no, give yourself some time to just have some fun, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Try on a few different socks. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. 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 I find one of the dangers with the online dating apps is that we tend to look for people that we that are similar to us. Like yeah. they like yeah. doing the kind of things that we like doing. They have similar opinions, yeah. la, la, la. And then you meet yeah. them and think, oh, well, that's not very interesting. Yeah. There's no like exciting prison yeah. in there. Yeah, 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 my yeah. Mother, yeah. or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your mum might set you up with. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Try on a few different absolutely. dating types. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do, I also do love it. The... Sorry. No, I was gonna say, do it for your girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're married. You're married girls. <laughs> yeah, they need they need the the entertainment. Yeah. Um, and you'll you'll have plenty of fun stories. Yeah. Um, you also classify a couple of the different kinds of guys that they might meet. I love yeah. that too. Yes. Um, exactly. The players, the ones that don't look like players, the genuinely nice yeah. guys. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. So they've started dating. They might reheat some old soup or sexy yeah. time with an ex. Now, this was never yeah. on the table for me or either of my ex-husbands tell yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find that very fascinating. And what did you say about it? Let me come back to it. Uh, reheating old soup. What, how you'll want it to look is you and your ex reunited and it feels so good. I can't believe we ever broke up, <laughs> how it really looks. Actually, I think he's dating several other people. That's kind of why we broke up. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not like I think the thing about dating exes is, you know, you get to see yourself through their rose tinted glasses of whenever it was that you were together, exactly. and you get to you get to feel a little bit like it's like a little reminiscence of like how you were before all this happened to you. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for me, it was just a, a a twist of fate that two of my you know not serious exes, but a couple of uh, you know boyfriends, let's call them, um, were around and single at the time that I was nearly single. And, yeah. you know, but odds are if you've been attracted to someone in the past, probably still there, you know. So, yeah, that I mean, that to be honest, like, those, those uh, two guys for me were a real turning point in terms of they reminded me of who I used to be pre-divorce. Yeah. In a good way? In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, um. You know, because when you've known someone for a number of years, you kind of talk about the old days and, you know, I think sometimes the way someone else sees you can really help you move on because you go, okay, well, there was there was that Bev and then there was divorced sad Bev and now there's this Bev and maybe, um, you know, it's like Bev 2.0, you know. Yeah, so yeah. You, you just get to, I don't know, rebuild, I guess, in a different way, yeah. It's so. like trying on a fantasy, isn't it, remembering yeah. who you were a long, long time really? ago, uh, just yeah. waking up a, a part of yourself. Yeah. One of the exercises I've got in my online program is, yeah. you know, revisiting all of the things that you've done in the past that you, that mm. you found joy in, stuff that you probably yeah. didn't do in your marriage and Absolutely. you haven't done for a long time. And it's just yeah. a great reminder of, oh, I used to yeah. find joy in yeah, that. Maybe I should try that again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
yeah. reminding ourselves that we were under there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's really good to reconnect with that part of yourself, that part of for yourself. Sure. You know, as a wife or a mom, you may have just kind of parked for a while because you've got different priorities. But yeah. when you're single again, you've got all this time to kind of rediscover. Yeah. yeah. What, what is it that makes me happy? What, you know, what what lifts me up? You know, that, that stuff. Exactly. So. So stage seven, which we've we've touched on already, you're a player, nice to meet you, I'm the coach, this is the dating, the different guys. And then stage eight, the final stage in D-Town is moving yeah. on and falling in love again. Yes. Now, at the end of this book, Beverly yeah. hadn't yet fallen in love. But tell mm-hmm. us, okay. what's your story now? Yeah, so I um, actually a few months after I published the book, um, I met someone um, and so I was introduced to him by my best friend. So she she had known him for a while. He was dating someone else. They broke up. She was kind of, you know, circling around <laughs> just thinking that I would be perfect for him. <laughs> friends do. Um, and, yeah, we're still together. So, so yeah, we're we're six years five years yeah so um yeah and he has two sons so I'm a step mum now which is you know a pretty cool cool gig um it is a cool gig yeah so um yes we uh we've been together probably that's probably the I think I published the book in August we met in September and then we kind of got together the February after that so yeah, so it's been you know That's beautiful. Yeah, it's been good, and he's great. Um, you know, he's he he read the book um before he met me. Did he? <laughs> that was interesting. Um, but no, he um he's always been really supportive, and yeah, it, I think you know he's one of nature's nice guys. So I'm really lucky. Yeah, that's so good. Look, yeah. I thoroughly recommend anybody who's like on the journey at the moment whether you've already begun divorce pick up this book it's really fun it's really nice light easy read yeah Beverly I thoroughly enjoyed it thank you and you've given me a couple of copies to give away to readers and listeners right so reach out to me on Instagram send a a DM to um do do divorce right so I'm on Instagram at do divorce right I've got a couple of copies of the book to give away we'll get on a a social live maybe Mm. um this episode is being published in February 2024 and so if I don't have any copies available when you reach out I'm sure we can connect you with Beverly and make sure you get a copy of your own too we can put a link to buy it in the show notes. yeah yeah there's a website so yeah and I think it's look it's great for you if you're going through a divorce it's also great for a friend if you just don't know what to say you know give them a copy of this and go I understand like you know I understand as much as I can or you know like it's yeah or, or just read it yourself so that you, you're not that friend that says the silly comments. Yes. And also giving your friend this book acknowledges that they're still young and they're still hot. That's right. And that's all the compliment we need. And there's a, <laughs> there is a life on the other side. Of course there is, you know, but of course, but you do have to, I think if you do divorce right, pardon the pun, um, mm. I think, you you know, you do have to work through the stages and you do have to give yourself that grace to actually just feel all of the things and, and know that at the end of every stage you'll start to feel a bit better. And then the woman that you meet on the other side, she'll be different but probably yeah. in a good way, you know. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she gets to build a beautiful life without the compromises or, you know, without the... <laughs> 
the relationship that wasn't working for you. That's right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Beverly, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.